Hey, everybody. It's the first podcast of 2020, so welcome back. Happy New Year, and let's make this a special one. Today, I speak with up-and-coming artist Hitha. When we were first introduced to Hitha, we were taken by her focus on the issues of youth. Younger people don't always have the same voice as older people when it comes to social issues and their impact, but Hitha stands against this to show us a youthful perspective. Her belief that music comes from the deepest parts of us and that there is cultural and her belief that music comes from the deepest part of us and that there is a culture and music to go along with that, such that we can hear what a song is saying from the feeling itself. We speak about a lot of things, from her start and when she knew music was for her, to her origins in Indian classical, an homage to our last conversation with John V., uh, to the impact of TikTok, and so much more. But before we get started, here's a quick rundown of what's going on at SOS this week. Our Instagram will go through some of the best of 2020, so be sure to check that out if you're on IG. Additionally, there will be more Music That Matters posts as usual, so keep a look out for that. We slowed down a little bit uh, last week due to the new year, but uh, we're picking up again with full speed in this week. Our newsletter last week profiled the highest rated pieces from the year that was. Uh, if you missed that, do let us know. Um, we can send you the list. Um, and then with that, uh, we'll get to our conversation with Hitha. So enjoy. So, so what motivates you then? What are some of the issues that you feel like you've latched onto, uh, either musically or otherwise, that are sort of motivating you as you sort of put together like your approach to sort of promoting what it's like to be a teenager today and sort of getting some attention to some more of these issues? Oh my gosh, I, there are so many things. <laughs> I kind of just do it for myself as well as everyone else. Like everyone needs some kind of, voice telling them that they can do it a lot of people don't have that a lot of teenagers don't have that current that encouragement and so that's kind of what I try to do with my music because so many of these topics are not touched on nobody talks about them and so I try to I try to encourage everybody through my music but my personal motivator I think it's like the same thing just I write my songs so that it can encourage me back. I like that. I like that. So, so what's it like for you to be making music today? Like, so, you know, what's your process like and, and, and how do you think about things? And, and in particular, I guess, in terms of how you go about thinking about the songwriting process, is it something mm -hmm. like, just walk me through how it goes for you. It's, I'm, I'm always very okay. curious. So, well, there are two ways that I write songs. The first way is I force myself, like, cause I need the practice to improve and stuff. So I, for exercises, writing exercises, I find three words that are not at all similar, not at all related. And I try to make a song with all three of those words. And so that's like practice, but more of the encouraging music that I make, it comes, it just comes into my head like at the weirdest times, like most of my songs, I think of them in the shower, like all the best ideas are 
thought of in the shower, okay? So um, <laughs> I just think of it in the shower and then I stop when I can't think anymore. And then I go back a couple days later and I continue. Because creativity can't be forced. Inspirations can't be forced. So it's just whenever I get that feeling like, oh my God, I have to write, I write. But other than that, I just do my practices, writing exercises. And I mean, I do create good songs from that too, but the best ones are from the shower. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. The free mind in the shower is a, is a, is a great thing, right? <laughs> so, so when did you start making and, and making your own music and writing music? Well, I first started, I, the first song I wrote was when I was 11. Um, it was because I was feeling stressed about everything going on. I was 11 years old and I was feeling stressed about everything that was going on in school, soccer. I did soccer then. And so I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So I first just wrote down all of my thoughts. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. So I wrote a song and then I produced it. And mind you, <laughs> I've improved a lot since then, but that, that was like the first time I created my own music and I loved it. I loved it so much. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to continue doing this. This is what I'm made for. So it's just growth from there. I love it. Sounds like you knew it right away. And, and obviously nobody's great when they first start doing anything. So it's, <laughs> it's all about like trying and keeping doing it and finding things that you like and don't like and learning more and more. So it's awesome, especially when you can, it sounds like you got the most important thing out of when you started, which is the knowledge of whether or not you'd like to do it over time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's like what trying things is all about. If you can leave the thing, you, the first thing you try, uh, everything you knew you try with that knowledge of whether you like it or not, whether you see yourself doing it or not, that's a massive win. And it, it's certainly propelled you to today. I mean, yeah, honestly, it took me a while to get there. Even though I was 11, that's kind of young starting in this industry. But I tried so many things before that. Oh, my God. I tried soccer. I tried basketball. I tried swimming. I tried so many different sports, so many different things. I tried art. I tried, oh, my gosh, it was crazy. And my mom was like, you'll get there. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll just keep sending you to different classes and you'll choose which one you want the best. And it was funny because the thing I wanted to do were, I didn't go to a class for that. I figured it out by myself. So that was kind of cool. So what do you think it is about music that drew you to it in, instead of all those other options? So actually I did start music earlier on um, because my grandma sang. And so I started Indian classical music um but it snared when I wrote my first song but I love music because like even if you don't understand the words even if you don't understand what the artist is saying you can still understand the point of the song like music comes from like the deepest parts of the world like there's different culture everywhere and there's music to go along with that and you can always hear what the song is trying to say, not from the words, but from the emotion. Because I'll be completely honest, I did not know what I was saying a lot of the times when I was singing Indian classical, but I understood the feel of it. So I think, I think that's what made me love music a lot. That's wonderful. And it's funny you mentioned Indian classical. Uh, 
on one of our previous podcasts, we were speaking with one of our contributors, John V, who, uh, you know, speaking to us a lot about the Indian classical and versus Bollywood and everything else. And it, as how big a part of it is for, for many, many Indians growing up and, and how impactful it can be, uh, uh, in, in terms of what influenced Bollywood today, but also influences a lot of the, the things that people listen to. So it's really, yeah. it's really great you mentioned it. So how would you describe your music then? What are some of the influences that played into it, um, if you think about it that way? Um, but how would you describe your music and your sound now? As I said earlier, I write my music so it can encourage me and everyone else that listens to it. So I try to make it not exactly cheesy, but feel good, you know? <laughs> I just, I want people to listen to it and vibe, like be at peace and just be inspired because that's kind of all that I'm trying to do, like inspire people to do whatever they want. And I feel like I convey that through my music. Yeah, inspirational, upbeat things in general are uh, something yeah. I'm gravitating towards these days. Uh as they feel to be the minority of the things I'm seeing. So it's, it's nice yeah, to hear that. Especially in this pandemic, we kind of need it. So. Yeah. So with the song Independence specifically, which this was the first song that I was introduced to um, when, I was, when I was told about you. Um, why don't you tell me more about what independent means to you and, and why you feel it's meaningful music? So in seventh grade, I was cyberbullied. And I was going to my music class and I had a piece of like a napkin and a pen in the car. So I just like wrote down all my feelings and I wrote, I made the song on the way to my music class. I wrote it all down right there. And it's about like, although we always need like support from outside, we ourselves can be our biggest motivator um our biggest cheerleader so that's kind of what independence about like although although we ourselves need outside help we can support ourselves as well that we can be independent and still live the best we can it's great i mean sometimes i guess hardship's the only way you can learn about some of these aspects which is why I'm sorry to hear mm -hmm. that um, uh, about your, your experience there. But, but it does seem to be like it, it, it's, I'm glad that you can come out of it with that feeling of uh, like, you know, the immediate feeling in the wake of that uh, is something uplifting. And as, like in, in, in thinking about it as something that, that would make you independent and how you can kind of notice that in yourself um, in the wake of that, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times people resort to punching a pillow or chucking something at the wall. <laughs> but I just go to writing. Yeah. Well, I think, cause I think cyberbullying is this whole new beast that really none of us really understand well enough any, at all, you know, uh, yet because it's, it's a relatively new phenomenon. I mean, even myself growing up, we, we didn't really have it. I mean, it, it came across yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm 27 years old. I'm not that old. I mean, myself. And, uh, it, this is something that like, even my gen, I mean, we started when we we had, when we were younger, we had like AIM, and so you could be like theoretically like someone could direct message you to mess with you, but there really wasn't yeah. platforms where you know you could be in like a group setting online, in really the mm -hmm. same way until Facebook kind of came about, which for me was more. I was still quite young, but it was still relatively early, and and it was being used in very strange ways compared to now. Um, yeah. But I think that this is an important issue to highlight because it's one that you know 
has been, you know, demonstrated as, as, as a very, as a terrible thing, but also a very commonplace thing and something that's very difficult to, to deal with because you have the, the notions of free speech, you have the notions of anyone can say whatever they want on the internet. And then at the same time, you have aspects of cyberbullying come into play. So, so what does that issue mean to you? Do you have, do you have as someone who's experienced it yourself and is, is a young person, what are your thoughts and feelings about it? I mean, honestly, it's much different than bullying in real life. Well, it is still real life, but in person, because when that's happening, you're face to face. And that itself kind of holds people back a little bit. But online, if you're anonymous, no one's going to catch you. Well, no one's going to try that hard to catch you. And so it gives a lot of people more guts to say whatever they want. And I mean... The golden rule, we've all learned it, all heard it, it's kind of cheesy, whatever, treat others how you want to be treated, but like, it, it comes down to that at the end. If you yourself would not want to, to feel that, would not want to be on the, on the side of experiencing all that hate, then why, why make other people feel it too, you know? And a lot of times the people who bully are the ones who need the most help. And so, like, just being heard or something like that, maybe they're not, they're not getting the attention they deserve. It's, it, the problems vary, but just understanding their point of view can help. It can liberate. Because when I understood the people who cyberbullied me, I didn't feel hate towards them. I didn't feel angry towards them because I understood where they came from. Like, they weren't receiving the love that I received with my family. And I, so I understood why they would resort to that because they wanted the attention. And so once you understand that, it gives you the, their point of view and it helps you understand them better and also helps you deal with the hate better. Very mature way to approach it. Uh, well done. I commend you for that. Uh, it's not always <laughs> easy to lead with the um, like empathetic thinking when you're directly involved in the situation. So I commend you for doing that. Has that, has that experience changed the way that you use social media? Like, has it changed the way that you interact online? It wasn't really on social media that happened. It was on Google Hangouts. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It was more direct that way, but mm -hmm. social media is a lot of things. <laughs> A lot of good things, a lot of bad things. And I just try to be careful. Like, it's hard to remove stuff once it's on there. Like, you can press delete, but a lot of people have seen it by then. So just, I try to be careful. I try to be respectful. I try to be kind when using social media. So what's your favorite social media? I love asking this of people of all different ages too, because I'm just so fascinated by how people interact online. Because, and, and just as context for this question, like this has impacted every part of our lives from the way that we ingest music and create music and disseminate music as one small part of things. But just across the board, we're all sort of engaging with online channels, whether we like it or not. More and more people are uh, out of necessity as well as, you know, uh, desire. But I'm always curious, like, what are your favorite social medias? How do you use them? Uh, and those kind of questions always fascinate me. So. Okay. <laughs> This is probably going to be a very basic answer, but TikTok. I love it. So what about TikTok? Do you love? This is great because, I, you know, 
everybody, I don't, I don't interact with enough people your age to ask some of these questions directly, which is what I love. Um, TikTok is being, you know, it's something that's on everybody's radar, obviously. Everybody of yeah. all ages um, from the national <laughs> security issue was one thing, but just in general, the usage of it. Um, it's a great, I've used it myself. It's a great user interface. Like, what do you like about TikTok? What is TikTok to you? It's just, okay, the algorithm really gets me. <laughs> My entire For You page is like, it's kind of like a little society, like mini societies. Like everyone feels included and involved. And like, there are so many trends that you can do, so many things you can say. Like, it's just, it's like, it's, you feel at home kind of a little bit. You feel like you are included in this bigger thing, this bigger prospect of like everyone getting together. And so I think I like that a lot because it doesn't matter if you have like a number of likes, but it does a little bit actually. But as long as, as long as like you can see it, you, it's like, it's so hard to explain, but it's just so welcoming. There it is. That's the word. TikTok is very welcoming. I love it. This is, this is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not doing a good job explaining it, I think. But um, yeah, it's just you see all these people with the same ideas as you, with the same goals as you, and you feel like you can, it motivates you. It's, it helps, well, it helps me at least. It helps me work harder because I see all these people who are working hard as well. And I was like, and I think, oh, wow, I should work hard too. And just people sharing their thoughts and opinions and, you know, the little debates and all that. It's fun. It's so fun. How, how do you use TikTok then? It sounds like it's almost like, like something that you use to ingest content. Do you use it to talk yeah. with your friends or is it more just like this open community of TikTok? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Like, the second one, yeah. <laughs> it's an open community. Like you can post whatever video you want and there are gonna be people who think like you, who agree with that, who, who make similar content. So mm -hmm. it's just finding your people. Um, my For You page is a lot of education. I like learning from TikTok. So that's kind of what I use it. Like there are always a couple dance videos. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, well, th this is something that I've, we, I've been speaking on uneducatedly for a while. So it's always so fun to hear your perspective too. Do you use it at all for music, like music discovery or music dissemination yeah. or anything like that? A lot of people, well, actually not a lot, but many people go to TikTok to share their music. You can hear, there are so many different sounds. And so how do you, how do you find that on TikTok for someone like me, that's a novice at TikTok? <laughs> it kind of finds you if I'm gonna be honest yeah it finds you again the algorithm's pretty great in that um social media app it's pretty good so just the things you like the first things that they show I I started using TikTok when it first came out a long time ago <laughs> but the first things they show are the ones that everybody likes, every like the dance videos and all of that. But as you continue scrolling, the ones that you like and the ones that you kind of skip past, it's collected. The information's <laughs> collected. And so they kind of, the videos all find me. That's it. But if I want something in particular, I can search it up. 
Awesome. And so you do use it to find music. Yeah. That's really interesting. And is it just, so what I found cool about, one of the things I found cool about TikTok is how they use like, everything is an experience that they've built around content. So like you have, when you're, list, when you're watching a, a movie or, or I don't even know what you call it, like a, a, a watching a TikTok, um, mm -hmm. you always see the music in the bottom, whether it's the original sound or not. And so you can click on it and see all the other people who've experienced the song and the ways they've experienced it, which I think is really cool from a pure music perspective alone even. It's just really cool. And just so you can then see, and it sort of creates a virality around the vibe of the song. Yeah, um, it, 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 it helps. I learn from it, actually. It's because um, when I think, when I create my own music, I, I think about how other people are going to interpret it. So TikTok, when I click on a sound, I can see how different people interpret that particular sound. And so I learn from it. It's pretty cool. And that is the key. That is the part of it that I find very, very interesting is that interpretations of a song because mm -hmm. it's, and it's indirect. It's not asking you what you think about a song. It's just yeah. showing what this song has turned out to be because when you, yeah. when, what is really cool about TikTok and what's not just true of TikTok um, is that it's turning everybody into content creators. Like yeah. all, you are a content creator, no matter who you are, you're creating content. And so what's mm -hmm. cool now to me in the next frontier that's very interesting is once everyone became, becomes content creators, then to me the very interesting thing is how do we deal with the curation of the content? And that's where mm -hmm. I think the nuanced differences between these different platforms come into play because I think my generation, slightly older than you, but still close to you in age, like mm -hmm. is Instagram heavy. I mean, we just, yeah. we love Instagram. My parents' generation, they like Facebook because Facebook was like the one for them, the one they now understand. They're good there. And then we had Facebook. We had MySpace, Facebook, and now yeah. we're on Instagram. And there's Twitter, of course, as well, but those are different wants and needs, I yeah. think. But then now it's like, you know, for a second, it was like Snapchat, which is still there. But I think Snapchat is like sort of like the direct message for your general. Is that, yeah. is that how you use it? Do you use Snapchat? Yeah, I use Snapchat. Yeah. Um, mostly Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. Those are my three social media apps. <laughs> Snapchat, it's like, yeah, direct message kind of, but you can also take pictures. The filters are kind of cool. So. Yeah, they did a great job with the filters too. I think that's fun. Yeah. Um, okay, what do you think of Instagram then though? How do you use Instagram as someone who's very into TikTok? Um, what do you think about Instagram and why do you even use it? Why do, why do you feel the need to use it if you're already on, on TikTok? Okay, so Instagram, okay, let me get this. Let me say this in a way that I hope is understandable. TikTok finds you, right? The videos are for you. I think Instagram is you find the content that you want, I think. That's, that's kind of how I use it. Um, I mean, there's that little, the, the section where there's like the content that you like, that, that it finds you there too. But I use Instagram to like research on how celebrities post their content and in TikTok, the content finds me. Does that make sense? I think it was super well said. I mean, I was thinking about it in similar ways kind of where what I like about TikTok that you did a very good job of describing is that it's not actually about who you follow. Mm -hmm. Like you have the for you section and that's if you want to do the Instagram style, just who you follow. But Instagram is you just seeing who you follow. 
Yeah. Uh, and you're right. So it's like super tailored. I mean, it's, it's as tailored as it gets. I mean, I only see my friends and then meme accounts that I want to see. And yeah. I don't really, you can explore, but I personally don't really do that. I have friends who do it sometimes, but it's not as big a part of it. And they're trying to make reels as a way of adding that TikTok element in. Yeah. But I, if I get to new accounts, it's either because I've sought them out or I've heard about them through another mechanism or it's been direct message. Something's been direct messaged to me that I then yeah. want to follow. Yeah. So that's a really, I think you, you said it very succinctly and perfectly, actually. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, even though TikTok does have the following section, the for you page is what most people spend their time on because some of the following content does come on the for you page. So, yeah, content finds you in TikTok, whereas you find the content. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So then do you use Spotify too? Like, how do you find, like, so you obviously say you use TikTok to find new music, but it's as part of a broader part of your life where you have it as sort of like an inspirational, educational content finding platform um, and content discovery platform and music happens to be part of it. How else do you find music? Um, I'm always curious about that. I know our listeners are as well. Okay, so I kind of go to the top charts. Like, for example, there are many resources where you could do that. Spotify has playlists where they put the top music. Or you could go to Billboard Top 100. Like, there are many resources where you can check. But the thing is, TikTok, a lot of songs that get famous on TikTok get famous everywhere else. Like, radios now, a lot of them are playing TikTok songs <laughs> because they get a lot of streams, a lot of listeners. So, um, it's just looking at different resources and understanding what's going on. I like it a lot. So, so what do you aspire to be one day? Like as a musician, how do you view yourself as a musician one day? Cause you know, I feel like growing up, like for people my age, it was like rock star even still, although that's a little bit older. It's like a, this, this notion of rock star. And I'm always, I'm always interested to see the way that people interact with music and what their goals are as musicians, because I, I do feel like today, because of the different ways that music is used and ingested and, and distributed, you can actually be very different types of like, like musician. Um, and I'm not just talking about in terms of fame, but I'm talking about in terms of like what you personify and hold on to. I mean, are you yeah. thinking about these things? Is that, is that something that you thought about or how, how would you view yourself in the future? Like where you want to be when you're, when you're down the road in music? So let me just say it's constantly changing because when I was five years old, I wanted to be a superstar. Okay, let me get that down. I wanted to be a superstar. But right now, if you, okay, let me just name two artists, Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande. They are both very famous, very listened to. A lot of people follow them, but their platforms are super different. I mean, they both are in pop, but their brands themselves are very different. So Billie Eilish has a more laid back appeal, whereas Ariana Grande is like a full on rock star and all of that kind of. So I, I mean, for me, I think it's gonna keep changing. I, right now I'm heading towards the laid back appeal because my music is not, I don't make music to get money to get streams or well i do like a couple streams now and then but yeah, you make music you want people to listen to the music that you make I want makes people, yeah so i don't do it completely well i don't do it for the money i'm 15 years old <laughs> but 
um, I do it so people can listen to it and feel better, you know? And I do see myself touring, making more music, going to LA, producing there. I mean, I am doing that right now, but the pandemic kind of right. <laughs> shut that down for a little bit. But I do see myself doing those things. But I also want to take a more humble appeal towards it. Um, because I'm still human. That's it. Like, we're all human. We all, like, we all experience things. I mean, even if we experience it different ways, we all experience it, right? So I feel like that's kind of what I'm going to do as of now. Yeah. And, and I really ask because I think it's so interesting that you've sort of led with this, like, approach of meaning to defining yourself. Like, even mm -hmm. when, I came, when I come across you online, it's really like, you know, one of the first things that's striking is like how you're, you're trying to be an inspiration for other people and you're trying to help people understand the problems that teenagers are having. And I thought that was like a very interesting approach to presenting yourself to the world as a musician. And I, I, mm -hmm. I, I just think it's quite interesting. I mean, as we, as we try to figure out like what the future holds, it's always interesting to see like the intentionality with, with people are doing things. Cause you know, I do think, and this is where it might be optimism in terms of music, uh, but I do believe this, that um, you really can't be successful unless you tap into something real. And, and so yeah. you, to my your dad, point, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So my dad has, okay. So let me start this. A lot, a big part of who I am is because of my dad. I was not always this mature, believe it or not. <laughs> so when I first started singing, uh, we would have to drive an hour to the recording studio twice a week. So it was four hours of driving every week. And while going and coming back, my dad and I would talk a lot about who I am, where I envision myself, what I think about the world, politics, school, drama, all of it. We talked about all of it. And that's like that helped me grow as a person and my dad would always say following if you follow your passion money's a byproduct fame success is a byproduct but if you love what you do it will come but don't think about don't do it for the money for the success do it for what do it for yourself and everything else will come he says that a lot all the time to keep reminding me that like to keep reminding me why I started doing music because I love it. It's my passion, but to also encourage everybody else to do what they want, to live how they want to, to follow their own passions, their own goals and dreams. So it just, it's always at the back of my head. But yeah, you're using your experience and you're trying to synthesize your experience into how it makes you feel and use that feeling to both communicate it and, and use it as a tool to make yourself stronger and smarter and better. And in the process, you know, hopefully you build a community of people around you who can feel inspired by you and connect with the same thing. Cause I think that's, what's amazing about artists is like, I really think that, that media, not just, not just musicians, but just art in general is really what builds culture like at its core, because it really mm -hmm. is the, is the way that we, as a, like, the, the, the content that we engage with, the, the art that we engage with as a society is really indicative of like the culture. It not only is yeah. indicative, but it also is, it, it influences the culture as well. And that's why it's so important to have 
more and more artists who are leading with intentionality and who are really, you know, I think trying to be real. And it's not just like saying you have to be connected to some sort of social issue. It's not saying you have to be necessarily overt with these things either. It's just saying if you, if you actually try to be genuine, because you, you, yeah. you will inspire people and, and it's important that you inspire them the right way. Yeah. So I try my best to be as authentic as I can because it's a little bit hard, you know, putting yourself out there without any covers, without anything hiding. And I try, but it's kind of hard too because <laughs> my life is not that interesting. <laughs> We're in the pandemic and re recently my daily schedule is getting up, having Zoom calls with my teachers, doing homework, writing a couple songs, practicing my music, playing the piano, and then reading a little bit because I love to read, and then going back to bed. And so it always confused me about how like big celebrities, their lives seem so interesting. But what I learned is that they just live it to the best. Like even the little things, they just, they appreciate every single minute they have. And that's what, that's why it seems so, you know, <laughs> it seems like where you wanna be because they actually live life to the fullest. And even if it's not that interesting, it seems interesting because they're happy doing it. So that's kind of the mindset I'm trying to do right now, just enjoying every second of it. And that resonates a lot with me. I mean, I, I keep thinking of, I, I believe Dolly Parton was the first to say this. If she wasn't, she was the one I heard it from. But she, she keeps reminding people to make sure you're making a life, not just making a living. And that's why mm -hmm. I think like another thing is it's not just what you're doing with your life. But like, I think one of the things that, that art can really help with the music as well is, is help you realize how much the experience of being alive is in and itself something that's super exciting. And like, so when yeah. you start taking the time to pay attention to the, the emotions that you're having, the thoughts that you're having, the feelings that you're having, you're remembering that you're alive. And like, that's yeah, quite just, an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, being able to cry, being able to listen to music, being able to read a story, like, it might not seem like a big deal, but just being able to do that is such a blessing, you know? And so a lot of people kind of strive for everything they don't have and don't realize what they do have. That's another lesson I've learned from my dad. <laughs> just be thankful for what I have and, I sh and that I shouldn't be afraid to share with everyone. Well, I, I love it. I think, I mean, I think that's a great note to kind of, to kind of end on, but I, I just, I, I thank you for, uh, you know, your, for taking the time to speak with me today. And I also just, just thank you for taking your approach to making music. I mean, no matter what happens in your life, I mean, I feel like you'll, you'll never regret doing the things that you really care about and going <laughs> for it and, uh, and, and really leading with the intention and leading with the goodwill of inspiration. Because I really think that while that seems like a small and rather insignificant thing, or perhaps it does, it definitely is not. And uh, that's why I commend you for doing that. So again, as you said earlier, everybody doesn't start off the best. They improve, right? I'm just thankful for my journey at the end of it. Like, I'm just really excited to where I will go. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for where I'll end up, but the journey itself is something very dear to me because I get to meet all 
of these new people. I get to meet people like you who really know, who really, who can connect, you know? And so it's just really, it's a blessing. Again, it's a blessing to be able to do all of this. I mean, my, my song, I wrote a song, We Will Last, is being released tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my God, tell me, say psych right now. Tell me you're kidding. Because it's so crazy. It's so crazy just being able to live life and being able to experience all of this, being able to, being able to do what I love and being able to talk to people and meet new people and spread this inspiring message. It's just so nice. And I'm so thankful for it. Well, and I'm glad you're going for it. And uh, I hope that you can also just by doing this, you know, continue to be an inspiration for other people who maybe just want to try things, but, you know, are a little bit scared to, um, you know, because it, it's, it's a pretty, it's a scary process to make and create music. It can be, you know, you're opening yourself up and, uh, and uh, it's great that you have this, for whatever reason, have at a very young age, come up with the strength to want to do this and have, have not only want to do this, but I've identified this as something that you're going to do and are going after it. And so, you know, I, I think that that's really inspirational, you know, to really anybody, um, regardless of whether they're going through the same things as you. I mean, the messages that you have in some of your music, and I've heard We Will Last, it's a very good song. People should check it out uh, for sure. And by the time <laughs> this airs, it'll already be out anyway. So um, it should be easy. Um, but yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing and, and keep at it.